Money Pit is presented by Home Advisor. Now, here's Tom Kreidler. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler, and we make good homes better. On the road today for a very exciting show because we're coming to you from Newton, Massachusetts, the site of the latest project for this, the 39th season of this old house. And today's broadcast is presented by HomeAdvisor.com, your source for finding top-rate home pros you can trust. Now, today is the final day of production, and we are right here inside the house, surrounded by the cameras and the sawdust, to bring you the story of a very special home and a very special project by the spectacular team at this old house. And this season's project is all about building for the next generation. It's a 1,700-square-foot home originally built in 1879 and moved to the present site in 1890. The homeowners, Liz and Joe, have two girls, and they recently inherited this home from Liz's mom. And there was a lot of work to do. The This Old House team is expanding and renovating the house to accommodate three generations now with a garage addition and an in-law suite above. Plus, the house is getting a kitchen expansion, a new mudroom, a laundry room, and a master bedroom suite. We're going to get all the details on this project straight from the This Old House team, including Kevin O'Connor, Tom Silva, Norm Abram, Roger Cook, and, of course, Richard Trithui. But what makes this project very special is that the home is not only being renovated for the next generation of Liz and Joe's family, it's also being renovated by the next generation of skilled tradespeople. And that's thanks to a very special program created by this old house called Generation Next. With me to explain is our friend Kevin O'Connor, the host of This Old House. Welcome, Kevin. It's great to be back. Good to see you. So tell us about the Generation Next initiative, how this all came together. Well, I mean, as you're aware, there is a real shortage of people, skilled people, going into the trades. And this is something that the guys on our job site have been experiencing for years. And in their opinion, it's getting worse. Mm -hmm. And so we decided that we would do a couple of things. First, we'd like to call attention to the problem to make sure that um, the rest of the country is aware of that. And a great way to do that was partnering with Mike Rowe. Um, you know him from Dirty Jobs, but he has been one of the most eloquent and outspoken people in the country about this uh, problem. Uh, so we've teamed up with him to deliver the message, let people know that there's a shortage of people going into the skilled trades. But we're also um, we're putting our money where our mouth is. We're trying to show folks that this can be a good job, that it can be a viable career alternative to college. And so with Mike, we did a national search. We actually uh, found some young apprentices. We invited three of them to come to our job site. We put them up. And we had them work next to our guys. And we're kind of turning them into TV stars. We're putting them on camera, uh, and we're going to let them talk, and we're going to show the process of them going through all the steps that someone would go through to be an apprentice on a job site. That's fantastic. I had a chance to see some of the early episodes, and I saw that Tommy's paired up with Bailey Beers. Now, she's just completed her first year of college as a building construction student. And you've got Richard working with Austin Wilson. And this is interesting. He graduated high school and the next day hopped on a plane for the first time to come out here and work with you guys. And then you've got Norm with Nathan Gilbert, who's a second-generation Finnish carpenter and a third-generation Navy Seabee. And Roger is with Corey Foster, a Marine Corps reservist who got into college but figured out it just wasn't for him. So I need to point out, we've got Tommy... Richard, Norm, and Roger with apprentices, 
where's yours? Well, I, I, the, the truth is I'm just irreplaceable. <laughs> there is no apprentice for hosting, as you know, Tom. Yeah, of course, of course. No, <laughs> no, no, they would never let anybody shadow me. All kidding aside, you made some uh, great selections. What was the response like to the nationwide search? It was big. Uh, and what was funny was that we asked them to submit not just an application, but a little video. And there were hours and hours of reviewing the videos. We almost sort of you know, questioned our decision to do that because we all had to watch these things. A lot of people really wanted to do it, which yep. was encouraging yep. that the message got out there. Obviously, a lot of people want to work for this old house. But more importantly, there's a lot of key people out there that are thinking about this. Right. They've heard enough stories from their friends or their siblings about, I spent four years going through college. Um, I didn't get what I thought I was going to get, or I've got the debt, and I can't find a good job. And right. now it feels as if a little bit of the message is starting to turn. Yeah, well, going to college, getting that degree is not the end all for everybody. And there's darn good jobs uh, not even going to college and working in the trades. And actually, I want to mention that to help, in addition to this program and bringing on The Apprentice, you guys raised a heck of a lot of money, a half million dollars for scholarships for these kids. A half a million dollars to start. Um, and we actually are giving that to the MicroWorks Foundation because he's done a great job of setting up scholarships for kids going into the trades. So that is part of us putting our money where our mouth is. And we did it through the help of some very generous sponsors who we work with. And so we hope that the message gets out there, that the money gets out there, and kids start going down this path. And this was a great project for it. 1700 square foot home built in 1879 with a family that wants to make sure it's here for the next generation. And we need young people um, to come onto this job site and continue this legacy of high quality craftsmanship, good information, and repairing these old homes. Kevin O'Connor, 39th season. You've been here for most of those. Thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Quite an accomplishment. You guys should be very proud. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. You'll find this old house and ask this old house on your local PBS station. Plus, for more details and behind-the-scenes photos, Visit thisoldhouse.com. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming to you from Newton, Massachusetts. Up next, we're going to talk to This Old House landscape contractor, Roger Cook, about what it took to get the property ready for future generations. Plus, it takes a talented general contractor to keep a project like this on track, and that responsibility falls to Charlie Silva. We'll find out how he was able to complete the project while handling the homeowners, the apprentices, and, of course, his dad, Tommy. We'll be back with more from Newton, Massachusetts, after this. You live in a money pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring, we get sucked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Money 
The Money Pit is presented by Tuft & Needle, makers of the Internet's most comfortable mattress. Want to win a Tuft & Needle mattress, pillows, and sheets with up to $1,000 for your home? Enter the Money Pit Goodnight Sleep Sweepstakes today at MoneyPit.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming to you today on location in Newton, Massachusetts, the site of the current project on this, the 39th season of America's most popular home improvement television show, This Old House. You can follow the progress online at thisoldhouse.com and catch the latest episodes on your local PBS stations. And if all this talk of home remodeling has you thinking about your next project, you can call in your home improvement question now to one money pit presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Well, while well-built homes can survive multiple generations, their landscaping needs a lot more care to do that. And that's the task that fell to this old house landscaping contractor, Roger Cook. Welcome, Roger. Thanks for having me. Well, it's great having you back on the Money Pit. Now, you had a lot to do on this project to make sure it was really ready for the future. And you had the help of some apprentices to get that done. What was that experience like? Well, it's pretty neat, you know, to see them with a gleam in their eye and eager to learn and and taking criticism properly the way it's meant to be given and, and just, you know, picking up on everything. Was there anything that surprised you about the apprentices? Something that maybe they didn't know that they learned or a reaction to a project? Um, in particular, the one who worked with me, Corey. Okay. Loves stonework. I don't know why. Out of yeah. all the disciplines we're involved in, he picked that out of all of them to, to really sink his teeth into. And you really had a very impressive stone project. You built a stone retaining wall. Now, Yards that slope can be uh, a lot less usable, but the way to restore that or, or correct that is with the retaining wall. You had a stone retaining wall, but this was not one that you built on site. I understand you brought it in in sections. Tell me about that. Right. This is a company that builds these sections of stone wall off site, brings them on the job, sets them together, and when they're done, right. you cannot tell that they are really? separate stones. I could take you out there now, and you couldn't pick out which one was which. And they're real stones? They're not fake stones? Nope. They're real stones with a concrete interior, and then they build and attach to that and swing the whole thing into place. Now, that, of course, makes it a lot quicker to build a project like that, wall like that. A lot quicker. You don't have, you know, four to ten ton of my stone laying around the whole site <laughs> all the time while I'm picking through it. Yeah. So it's all nice and clean, and they work in the same place every day. It makes it really easy for them to pump out some uh, some good footage. And that's a good point because, you know, when you build those walls, I've seen you do it, and you do spend a lot of time finding every time you want to place a stone, it's got to be just the right size right. to based on uh, to fill in where you left it off, right? Yep, yep. It, it, it's really a um, an art form that my guys, you know, have learned over the years. And it's it's like a good day and a bad day. Some days every rock you pick up fits, other days not, <laughs> not so much. Not so much, right? Now, um, this project is all about the next generations, and you did an interesting project with uh, Corey when you transplanted some roses that had a family history. Tell me about that. Uh, they were Liz's mom's rose, and she remembered them as when she was a kid, and it was a good thing as we dug them all up, actually brought them to my house and kept them over the summer and brought them back and put them in again. So hopefully next year, I, I know she'll have plants. You know How many flowers that next year, I don't know, but eventually they'll restore themselves to their original grand. Yeah, I think that um, Liz mentioned that uh, her mom used to plant new roses on her birthday every year. Yeah. So that's really pretty cool. Right, and they flowered on Liz's birthday, oh, okay. so that was pretty neat. 
one of the projects that you did uh, with the apprentices is you actually did a road trip and you went to the Minuteman Tech uh, Vocational School mm-hmm. and did a restoration project at the National Park. Yeah. So here you were working with a whole group of future landscapers and horticulturalists. Mm-hmm. What was that like? They're all eager to learn. I guess that's the biggest thing I discovered. Every one of them wants to pitch in, get in, and be part of the whole process. Right. And it's good because they push each other a little bit. You know? Right. And uh, some of the work we were doing is dividing perennials, mostly daylilies. And uh, they really learned really quick how you can take one daylily and make it four. And that's, you know, a big accomplishment because now you have more you can use to cover or give away to someone. Right. And... Has it been a challenge for your industry, like others, to find uh, students that want to learn the business? Oh, it's the hottest thing. Mm-hmm. The hottest. Yeah, everyone, every business says the same thing. I could do much more if I could just get employees, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've done a lot to help change that with the Generation Next project. I want to ask you about one more part of this job was, uh, was the tree. Um, you had a Norway maple, and I know it breaks your heart to see a tree that has to come down. Mm. But this one did come down, and you were able to replace it with some new landscaping. Tell me yeah. about that. We always try to make a good evaluation of a tree before we cut it down. So, unfortunately, sometimes they're either dangerous or you know there's no future for them right. the way they are. So in this case, we took down, ground the stump, and then around it we planted three fruit trees. I believe there were two apples and one peach and they're going to fill in that corner, and it'll give them some screening, but also some edible fruit. That's fantastic. Roger Cook, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. What a great experience you guys have had here in Newton. My pleasure. And you'll find this old house and Ask This Old House on your local PBS stations. Plus, for more details and behind-the-scenes photos, visit thisoldhouse.com or follow at this old house on Twitter and Facebook, hashtag TOH Newton. Well, generations of our homeowners family have lived in this home since 1890, and now generations of general contractors are helping restore it. Charlie Silva, welcome to the Money Pit. Thank you. Nice to be here. Now, you had your work cut out here for you. You were managing the homeowners, a group of brand-new apprentices, and your Uncle Tommy. He probably was the one that didn't listen to you much. (laughs) Uh, No, it takes a lot for him to uh, listen to me. (laughs) Now, you guys um, have been doing this for so long. It's kind of like a finely tuned machine. What was it like bringing on a whole new group of apprentices? Well, to be honest with you, uh, knowing when we were first getting three apprentices, uh, number one, they've never met each other, uh, all come from different parts of the country, uh, and we had them for 10 weeks. So one of my first things was starting to think, what am I going to do with them for 10 weeks? Right, sure. You know, not knowing their actual skill levels, our tasks on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis, right? So. You know, whether you have bad weather, good weather, you want them to have a good experience. Of course. So that was probably my biggest um, concern, that they had a good experience. They learned, and we all worked together well. Yeah, because you guys are such a, you know, such a a tightly woven group here. You've been working together for so long. You you know what everybody's thinking. You each know what your job is, and that's really important on a job site. So this was really a new mix that could have uh, changed the whole formula. Absolutely. Absolutely. It could have. Now, one of the jobs we see the apprentices do right off the bat was rebuilding the porch. There were a lot of lessons to learn in that project. How did they do? Truthfully, uh, they did spectacular. And you know, when I say that, I meant in all aspects, far as giving them tasks to do, nobody shying away from the grunt work, which right. 
in our world, you really have to learn the grunt work to get to the other levels to be good at it. And uh, not one of them ever shied away from it and progressed right through the whole process. So what did they learn? I mean, what did they learn that maybe surprised them? What were you surprised at? I mean, so many times we work in a business, we take things for granted, things that we know just inherently. Like I saw your dad teach uh, Bailey, I think it was, how to swing a hammer. You know, it's something you don't, you probably haven't thought about that for most of your life, right? Yeah, that's correct. But you know what was some of the best was their attitudes. I mean, you can't teach attitudes. So they, I think they all came with an attitude to learn and to and want to learn and, and to work well. We've all done things and maybe have, you know, where we've come from or worked with other people, maybe have a certain way of doing things, but they didn't shy away from learning the new way or learning a different way and listen, ask questions. So I think that was their attitudes were, was, was truthfully great. Do you think going forward now you might consider bringing on apprentices as a regular part of your crew, even if you're not filming an episode or a season of This Old House? Um, well, in, in my business, we do bring on, you know, apprentices. It doesn't mean, we, you know, we have a new one every year, but right. you know, hopefully they want to stay. And, you know, whether you get one out of five that wants to stay in the business and learn, you know, it's good. But I've been saying it for many, many years. It's tough to get the kids in, into the trades. Right. Yeah, well, it absolutely is. Now, one of the things that you did, which I thought was so important, is that you took them on the jobs with you, not just this job, but other jobs. And you've got a lot of projects going on. You're a very well-known and experienced uh, contractor or modeling company in this area. I think a lot of folks that are in the trades think that because they can swing a hammer, they can run a business of hammer swingers. And, and they never really learn sort of the back end, the customer service, the follow-up, the warranty, the planning, the getting the materials there on, on time and that sort of thing, the scheduling, the weather, how it impacts things. You took the time to take each one of these apprentices with you to show them what it was like to learn the business side of remodeling. That's, that's correct. I really wanted them to have that full experience going back to what am I going to do with them for 10 weeks. So I took each one of them a couple of times to different job sites. And in that process, when we were going there, whether we talked about I had to go to the lumberyard to pick up material for one job, to hit another job, go see a customer, talk to subcontractors on what they needed to do for different tasks coming up, scheduling. We talked about the weather, like you said, planning ahead. I always told them time is money. If I'm, my guys are losing time on my subcontractors, we're losing money as a team. So you really need to think ahead. You watch the weather, snowstorm coming in, or, you know, this job's winding down. What do you have for the guys for the next job? Make sure your permits are pulled. And it is a mental grind to pay attention of to keep everybody busy. And it is truly the toughest part of the business of, of, of really, and once again, it's work as a team. Someone might say to me, boy, you did a great job. And I said, no, we did a great job on yeah, that. Yeah. You know, you know, I might be the guy in the orchestra pit with the stick just pointing when, <laughs> when everybody's supposed to play their tunes. Yeah. But we worked together as a team. Yeah. And, well, I'll tell you what, it was a fantastic experience for you. And, of course, it was an amazing experience for these apprentices. Charlie Silva, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Well done. Nice to be here. You'll find This Old House and Ask This Old House on your local PBS station. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, broadcasting today from a beautiful 1890 multi-generational home in Newton, Massachusetts. And it's here where the This Old House team has invited the next generation of skilled tradespeople to help restore it. For the answer to your home improvement question, you can call in now at one 888 Pit, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. 
Just ahead, we'll find out what it took to make this 1890 home comfortable and energy efficient. And we'll talk through the challenges that new heating and cooling technology is bringing to the industry with this old house plumbing and heating contractor, Richard Trithui. Plus, we'll meet the first of our This Old House apprentices, a young lady who has found her passion in a very non-traditional field because she's learning to become a mason. We'll be back with more from Newton, Massachusetts after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming to you from Newton, Massachusetts today, where we are enjoying the rare pleasure of watching the master tradesman of this old house finish up another real beauty of a project. It's an 1890 multi-generational home in this, their 39th season. You'll find this old house and ask this old house on your local PBS stations. Plus, for more details and behind-the-scenes photos, visit thisoldhouse.com or follow at thisoldhouse on Twitter and Facebook, hashtag TOH Newton. And today's broadcast is presented by HomeAdvisor. It's the fast and easy way to find the right pro for any kind of home project. Well, one of the projects completed by the team at This Old House this season was a brand new master bath suite, and a good part of that fell to This Old House plumbing and heating contractor Richard Truthui, who joins us now along with apprentice Austin Williams. Welcome, Richard. Welcome, Austin. Good to see you guys. Nice to see you. Hello. Oh, hey, good you. to see you, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Richard, this was a whole new experience for you guys, and it gave you the chance to turn the job site into a classroom. What was that like? So it was so exciting. You know, we've been talking about this issue of not getting enough good people into the skilled trades for years, and so this whole Generation Next thing really 
was a great thing to to do. We did a competition. Austin was one of the guys that we we got guys and gals that we got from all around the country. And it really gave us a chance to teach these guys a little bit, but it was also a way to try and sell the whole idea about using your hands for a career right. to parents and to kids out there not knowing. Right. You know, this whole paradigm about going for a four-year degree and coming out with no job, we've, we've been thinking it, we've been talking about it, but this was our first year to really celebrate it. So yeah, it was college great. isn't for yeah, everybody. Austin, I, I, I read a bit about your background. I understand you graduated from high school, and the very next day you got on the plane for the first time ever, flew to Boston, and yeah. ended up with these guys. That must have been a crazy experience. It was. It was a big rush hour. My first plane flight ever. I yep. mean, right after my first graduation of high school and only. <laughs> um, so it was definitely a rush, uh, but it was a great experience overall. I mean, it, it definitely helped me grow up too, as, yeah. as some people may say. I had to learn how to be on my own without my mom. That's right. And yeah. With Just being here with the program, unexplainable how, how thankful I am of being able yeah. to win. Yeah. Well, it, it seems like you've had an incredible experience, and I, and I think it's pretty cool that you've been at the trades now since age 12. You were involved in a program uh, called Kids Making It. It's a woodworking program, and, and now Correct. you're going to go back and, and help some of, those, uh, some of those new kids learn some of the skills that you learned this past summer. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm all about helping people out. I, I've always just known that I love to work with my hands, with wood, uh, build different things. Even when I was, like, I guess a little toddler, I, I had right. Legos and would always just try to build a castle or something, a house out yeah. of it. Yeah, and, uh, and look at you now, right? Yeah, and yeah. now look what happened. <laughs> yeah. I tried to sell him on plumbing, but he was not, <laughs> he was not touching the water. Well, speaking of selling him on plumbing, uh, Richard, you know, we've always seen over the years you tackle bits and pieces of different projects. I thought what was interesting this season was that you actually turned roughing a bathroom, for example, into a classroom. Like right. You had all of the all the materials laid out. You basically took these guys from soup to nuts. Here's how we do this entire project. And not only did you teach your apprentices, right. but you really taught the audience at home. That's and that was very unusual for you. That's exactly the point that we love, that this whole idea about Generation Next is – we could take some license with the normal format we shoot in. Normally right. we say, here's what we're doing. But this was a chance to say, look into the apprentices, but really to show when you walk down that aisle at the home center and you see a million different bins with all the different fittings, what are the choices? What, you know, what are the transition fittings? And we got to show that. And it was, it was very, really well received as far as, Hey, you know, I didn't know that there were that many angles and stuff like that. So yeah, it was great. And uh, I've got to ask you about was one part of the project that I thought was fascinating. Um, of course, the job of a HVAC professional is to make sure you have enough heat, enough BTUs going to the rooms that need them. Yeah. You had a second-floor apartment here over a garage. You decided to use the garage floor to supply that heat. That's nice right. luxury right, right. at the same time. Well, I've never seen a concrete slab I didn't think deserved to have radiant in it. So, you know, <laughs> if we're going to pour a new slab, they had this fabulous grid system that's insulation and the thing to hold the tubing you just snap it down like a it's like a game you snap it in pour it over and then you run mild temperature water you heat the thing for peanuts so right. not only going to help the uh, the in-laws to be warmer but with the cars will pull in melt the snow off it it'll be it'll be great wow. and there's not a big premium and the premium is not that ex extraordinary if we already have a heating boiler and we're always already 
you know, all we're doing is taking a little manifold and some tubing. Right. Yeah. You just choose the distribution yeah, for that space. Right. Well, Richard Trithui, Austin, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit, telling us about your experience here. Congratulations to you, young man. Thank you. you got a bright future in front of you. I think I know at least one guy I'll write you a letter of recommendation <laughs> you for your next yeah, job. You and Richard, well done. Thank you. You are listening to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. We are in Newton, Massachusetts today, the site of the 39th season project for this old house. And for the answer to your home improvement questions, you can call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, presented by homeadvisor.com. Well, still to come, now that it's winter, you may be enjoying sitting in front of a warm fire. But that only happens if the fireplace and chimney are properly designed and safe. And that was a project taken on by the This Old House team here in Newton. We're going to talk to Mason Mark McCullough and meet his apprentice, a young woman who is moving full steam ahead to learn the business of bricklaying. We'll be back with more after this. You live in a body pit. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. We're on location today in Newton, Massachusetts, the site of the current project on this 39th season of America's most popular home improvement show, This Old House. Now, one of the challenges this home faced was a rather oddly placed fireplace. Restoring this, as well as adding a wood stove, was the job of this old house mason, Mark McCullough, who joins us now with his apprentice, Kristen Poland. Welcome, Mark and Kristen. Hi, Tom. Hi, Tom. Nice to have you guys here. So, Mark, I want to hear about the fireplace work, but first, I understand that you were a pretty early adopter to the idea of hiring apprentices and getting them on your crew. And you started working with Kristen actually long before the, the project started. Tell me about that. How did you guys get together? We go through a hiring process. Um, Kristen came in one day with someone else, and they signed up for the applic- with the application, and we started from there. But what about having an apprentice is uh, important to you? Why do you? Why do you use apprentices? Well, one of the main reasons is basically to keep the trade going, um, the chain of events, again, starting with the apprenticeship in a school, uh, obviously leads to employment. We're lucky enough to have a semi-pipeline of people that have been educated in the craft before coming to us. And uh, again, that kind of gives everybody, them and us, a leg up on getting them involved in the trade. And Kristen, as a young woman learning to become a mason, is a rather non-traditional profession. What attracted you about the job? I actually started it when I was in high school. Okay. We go through different trades, seeing what we like, and it was actually was wasn't what I first wanted to do. But when I did end up 
getting into the shop and learning about everything. I actually ended up in really enjoying it, and I surprised myself. Well, that's great. And now you're surprising a lot of the guys, I think, right? <laughs> I try. <laughs> Especially when you tell them what you do for a living. What's this experience been like working with Mark and working on the This Old House project? I've learned a lot. Yeah. It's coming out here. It's I never thought there'd be so much into masonry that I have actually been actually learning now. Yeah, a lot of times when people look at a trade, and you probably see this all the time, especially when you when you tell people how much things cost, right? They, sure. How much to do what? You know, yeah. they don't realize how much work is behind creating that brick wall or building that chimney or getting that wood stove ready to for its first fire. Uh, that's true. I mean, even, you know, everybody thinks they can labor and move brick and, right. you know, it's kind of a bull trade. Uh, which at the beginning it probably is, but then of course once you learn how to lay the brick and and the craft, it becomes a finesse situation. And uh, again, from artistic point of view, it's a uh, it's a great way to to again experience some artwork with the construction. You know, we're excited, very excited to get new people in and kind of continue the tradition, if you will. Well, you're right. It's a it's a form of sculpture. Sure. No, that's the way we look at it. Now, one of the, I want to talk about the house. One of the projects you guys did is you worked on this chimney. You had a really sort of weird-shaped fireplace that was tucked into an alcove. I, I don't see people kind of sitting around that, you know, on a snowy night. You know, what did you do with that? Well, uh, again, first thing we saw and the first thing we noticed, it was just uh, built way out of place. We really couldn't figure out if it was an addition at one point or uh, definitely no rhyme or reason for it being where it was. Um, so again, with no purpose, uh, we decided to take it right down and, uh, re relocate the hearth and it has another heating apparatus attached to it right now, but we just moved it out of that space. Pretty much just disassembled it, couldn't be saved and moved it somewhere else. That's right. Uh, yeah. as a matter of fact, Kristen and I pretty much did the whole thing together brick by brick. Good. Took that whole chimney down right from the top, didn't you? Brick by brick. Yes, we did. Well, that's 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 pretty cool. Another project that you did, which I think was pretty unusual, kind of special probably for you to see this, Kristen, was the, the garage slab. And it was unusual because how many people have a heated garage floor? But yeah. when Richard Drathui's on the job, that's what you get because he wanted to push some heat up to the apartment above. You guys um, built that garage floor in a very unusual way. You had insulation. You had uh, you had PEX piping. Yep. Is is working on that kind of floor different than a regular garage floor? Well, uh, absolutely for everything that you just said. But um, just like anything, you take the time, uh, prep the area properly. Um, we made a bunch of bridges so we didn't step on the PEX and damage this PEX. And uh, again, we we were able to pour on top, if you will, as opposed to getting on our hands and knees and yeah, doing it that way. Yeah, you usually don't have to insulate around a garage floor, but that's pretty much what you were working with. <laughs> that's what we. That's exactly here. how it broke down. Yeah. And Kristen, what's next for you? Going to keep working in this trade? You're going to? Are you? Are you still in school? What's next for you? In this no, business? I. So far, I've graduated high school a couple of years ago. Okay. I do enjoy this trade. I do just want to work my way up and finally become a mason and get that title. Well, you got a great teacher and a great experience. Mark, Kristen, thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, coming to you from the set of the 39th season of TV's This Old House in Newton, Massachusetts. You can watch the progress as it happens on your local PBS station or follow along online at thisoldhouse.com, hashtag T-O-H Newton. If you've got questions about your home improvement projects, you can call us right now at one 888 Pit. 
presented by HomeAdvisor.com, the fast and easy way to find a home service pro you can trust. You can read reviews, compare prices, and book appointments online. I'm Tom Kreitler. We'll be back with more from this old house after this. You live in a body pit. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor. Find trusted home improvement pros for any project at HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show coming to you from the set of TV's This Old House, which is now a newly transformed 1890 home in Newton, Massachusetts. I'm Tom Kreitler. And one of the nicest luxuries of remodeling a bathroom is the opportunity to add a heated floor, and that was made possible thanks to the materials provided by Schluter Systems. With me to talk about that is Tim Roy. He's the Schluter Systems Territory Manager. Welcome, Tim. Thank you for having me. So warming a floor is usually something that's very expensive and very time-consuming, but you guys have broken this down into a very simple system, which makes it go faster and cost less. Tell me about it. Correct. So what we have is a universal uncoupling membrane that's designed to receive a wire. Okay. Um, keeps it thinner, faster to put in, which is obviously going to save you money as far as labor is concerned. And avoids the problems associated with wires that crack and break when the floors move too. Correct. So the membrane itself is designed to keep a long-lasting, crack-free floor, and it's also designed so that the wires snap right into it, tiled right over it. Stopping that tile from cracking is a big part of what you guys do. I mean, your products are sort of legendary in the tile business. A lot of homeowners don't necessarily know about the product, but if you're a tile pro, you sure do know about it because so many times we see tiles that are put in over substandard floors or without the right membranes in it. You guys have a membrane called DITRA that stops a lot of the, the movement and isolates the tile from those cracks. For those who are not familiar with that step in the tiling process, tell us about it. So what DITRA is is a universal uncoupling membrane. Essentially, it is your subfloor. It's designed to prevent cracking in the floor. It's going to separate your floor from the substrate. So your tile can... So that's why it's called an uncoupling control. because basically the tile assembly floats over the floor. It's not attached to the subfloor. Therefore, you have less movement in that sense. It's bonded, but through an open rib structure that okay. allows it to work independently from the, the substrate beneath. Kind of like a shock absorber in a way. That's the house expanding That's the best the way to put it. Without uh, breaking the tiles in the process. Correct. And so um, that's something that I think folks should know to ask for if they're going to have tile projects done, because I think that's not always done. No, it's not. Um, yeah, if a homeowner is having uh, tile done in their home, it would definitely be a good way to prevent cracks. The nice thing about 
a DITRA uncoupling membrane is that it also can be waterproofed relatively easily. Tape the seams, you now have a waterproof floor. It can be used for vapor management, load distribution. It has a lot of, lot of benefits to it over traditional underlayment. We hear from homeowners that have tile that's been that's moving loose, coming up, cracking, and they want to know how they can fix it. Well, really can't. If it wasn't done right to begin with, everything you do to that is not going to change that from the top side. It's got to be redone and redone with products like Detra. Correct. Now, you also have a product um, that helped them build a shower seat in this uh, project so that it would be sturdy and waterproof. Talk about that. Yep. So in this particular project here, they use a product we have called Curdy Board. It's a dimensionally stable um, styrofoam board. We have it in a variety of different thicknesses so they can use it for their wall board, tile over that. They can use it to build their benches. Big advantage of it, it's non-absorbative. It won't absorb water. It won't rot. Um, and it's dimensionally stable, easy to work with, etc. Fantastic. Tim Roy from Schluter Systems. If you're going to do tile in your house, make sure your contractor is using products from Schluter Systems. They do great work. Thanks so much for stopping by the money. Thank you. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, coming to you today from Newton, Massachusetts, where we've enjoyed the rare privilege of watching the team at this old house complete the final production day on this, their 39th season, on a beautiful 1890s home. I want to take this opportunity to extend a very special thank you to the entire This Old House team for welcoming us here today. And if you'd like to learn more about the Newton House Project or the Generation Next Initiative, Visit thisoldhouse.com or follow at thisoldhouse on Twitter and Facebook, hashtag T-O-H Newton. I'm Tom Kreitler. Remember, you can do it yourself, but you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.